This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. And this is a one-off episode. Haven't done one of these in a while, and today I'm going to be talking about The Mandalorian on Disney Plus Episode 1. Alright, you guys know I love Star Wars, so I thought I'd throw this out there. I don't know, we'll do a big, at least at the end of the season, we're all watching it. I know Scott, Alex, and I have all watched it, but I want to talk about it now, and I think we'll do just a big wrap-up episode where all of us will get involved later but i want to talk about it now um so first off i don't know if you listened to our latest episode which was dick tracy while we were recording it i discovered that disney plus was available and online so as soon as we were done recording um finished up a couple things and went in the living room downloaded the app on xbox everything went smoothly first thing bam was waiting for me um. Yeah, I mean, so far Disney Plus has been pretty good. I know that next morning, so that would have been what we recorded Monday night, Tuesday morning. I guess there was some rough stuff, but after that, it's been fine. So no complaints here. Um, haven't really looked at too much of the catalog. I've briefly went in and watched a couple, like just a few minutes of Disney stuff, but um, haven't focused on too much. But I love the menu. I've done it on um. Sorry, my phone, Android, and the Xbox so far. Um, we have not hooked it up onto the Roku in the other room. But so far, in both my screens, it's been pretty good. There's some bugs. I think like I've started watching... Oh, that's the other thing. I started watching Attack of the Clones. Because I've been trying to watch all the movies before uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And um, it didn't really, didn't seem to keep up where I left off. So I started in one room and then the other, and it didn't quite work actually i did get it in the ruku anyway so far all three screens been working good um yes there are bugs but nothing too bad and that's it hopefully uh there's more stuff on there we're gonna go through here over here in this household and start watching some old disney stuff but for right now let's talk about the mandalorian so as you guys know i'm a big star wars fan um haven't been thrilled with the latest stuff um I don't know if that's the direction or if I just don't like the time frame. Like with Rogue One, I did like it. So I'm thinking the Mandalorian might be more up my alley because it's more the the Empire days. All this is post-Empire. So for you, for those of you who don't know, I've had some questions from people at work and stuff. Like, when does this take place? So as far as I can tell, this is after Return of the Jedi, before Force Awakens, and a lot closer to Return of the Jedi, I think, than The Force Awakens. So the Rebels have won, Empire is done, but there are still remnants of them around. And I don't know, we, we just see this one little uh, section, but you know, I don't know how much Empire is left and how much the Rebellion has taken over and how much of the New Republic is in play, but we'll, get, we'll probably find that out. But anyway, that's the timeline. Um, I love the way it starts with this new Star Wars credit whatever it's kind of like their equivalent to marvel where you, you know you're showing 
different characters from all the different um, trilogies and everything, kind of how Marvel does with you know showing Thor and Iron Man and Black Panther and everything. But that was a cool little touch. No scroll, which is interesting, but I guess they're keeping that for the saga films. I can live with that. Um, also, obviously, no John Williams music, and that's one thing that the, the score was okay. It's not John Williams, and nothing ever will be, so I don't know. Just We'll see how it goes. Um, wasn't a plus for me, but wasn't a minus. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but anyway, the start of the movie... Uh, or the show, I should say. It's pretty good. The only thing... So, let me go over I have a bunch of stuff here. Let me just go over the few negatives. There weren't many. So, flat out, I'll tell you guys, I like the episode a lot. I've watched it twice um, completely. And then a few scenes here and there. You know, Maybe I'm uh, going to the bathroom and flip on Disney+. Plus. Now I can watch a little bit. I can go watch uh, IG-11 kill shit. That was pretty cool. But uh, the very beginning, that blue... Alien. I guess it was done by uh, Horatio Sands was the actor. Did not like that. It was very. It felt very like Star Trekky or sci-fi channelish. Like he's just a guy in blue makeup with gills or fins, and he's talking perfect English with whatever. Like it's just. It didn't feel like Star Wars to me. That was the only thing I didn't care for. Really, I have a couple other minor things. I was it was it took me a little bit out of it, and I was hoping he wasn't going to become like some sidekick. But no, he's just a bounty. I think they that opening scene was really good for setting up the, who this Mandalorian character is. The world loved all of that. Um, yeah, I just there's there's so much, but I don't want to talk too much. This is the one off. Um. Let me just go through my few dislikes. So I mentioned the music was eh, but I think that's more about I just have to get used to it. I know I after watching Force Awakens, I did not like the music, and then now the the race race theme and Kylo scenes are one of my favorites. So I'll give it more time before I truly judge it. Um, the blue alien and the other little thing that bugged me, and maybe just this is my baggage that I'm bringing in when they're trying to take off right, and the they get their little. <laughs> um, he has the bounty and they're walking to the ice and there's the, the guy that oh, I don't even know his name in stars and, and new hope. The guy with the long truck, there's one of those guys and he blows a little whistle on the, the speeder comes by and he doesn't want the one with the droid. And so the other one comes and that actor, I forgot his name, but he's a comedian, right? That guy. Anyway, they drop him off and the big walrus attacks the ship. And, uh, the, the 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 damn ship makes the Millennium Falcon hyperdrive failure sound. That just bugged me because in my mind that's either a a Millennium Falcon noise only or it's a hyperdrive failing. Why was that on that ship? These are the little nerdy things that get me. And someone could tell me I'm wrong, and that's a typical Star Wars engine failure noise. But to me, that was always only happened in the Falcon and when the hyperdrive didn't work. So why was it going off there? I don't know. Like I said, nitpicking, obviously. Um, uh, that's it. Those are pretty much all my negatives. I really like. I really like this. Um, the Mandalorian the guy doesn't talk much. So another thing, someone asked me at work if they're going to show his. Do, do they know who the actor is? And I knew it's the guy who's from Game of Thrones. Um. Oh my God, his name's 
drawing a blank now is Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones and he gets his head smashed by the mountain. Spoiler alert. Oh, what's his name? He's from Narcos too. Anyway, I don't know if they'll ever show his face. I'm sure they will at some point, but he's really good. And I love one of his first lines is with his bounty. You can come with me warm or you can come with me cold. Oh, that was so good. Uh, anyway, he turns in the bounty. You find out that he's part of a, a bounty hunter guild. Um, this vi- <laughs> There's a lot of parts of the show that felt like a video game to me where, you know, he's going to turning in his bounties, collecting new bounties, and he wants them all. You know, when you're going to game, you don't want a time. You want to get them all. Go out into the field, do all your bounties, and come back and collect your reward. Uh, later on, he's powering up his gear, and he's got half good gear, half bad gear. He's trying to level it up and everything. A lot, a lot of this did feel like a, a video game for me. He goes to get his um, his bounty, and he finds out another player is already there. He's going to try to take his loot and steal kill and everything, and he has to jump in and team up with them or he's going to get nothing. Uh, anyway, you meet, uh, I don't know, Carl Weathers is his character's name. That's one thing when you start watching these new shows. It takes a while to get the, the names of everybody. But he's he's telling him there's this other... Uh, oh, it's another thing. I, I don't know if I didn't like it or not. The, the word used puck for their little bounties. I don't know. Puck seems like such a earth term felt a little out of place in star wars i don't know maybe that's once again that's my hockey baggage that i bring into this but um yeah he gets his bounty ego and that's when you meet uh warner herzog's character and those awesome looking dirty stormtroopers it's a cool scene he gets the mission um and he goes off but then then i think my favorite scene is when he does goes to this underground area where you find out there's other Mandalorians down there and there's the whole lore, which I I think as I mentioned before in some of our episodes, I'm not into Clone Wars and I know the cartoon. I know from what I've heard from people, they they do explore it a lot in the cartoon, from what I've heard, and I haven't seen that. So but I've always been fascinated by the Mandalorians, which cause I guess when we were kids we always thought Boba Fett was one and then later on you find out no, he's not. He's just He's just the clone and all this other stuff. But just it's always been a big thing for me. So I'm glad we're going to get in there and find out more about him. This this medal that he gets, the, the best car, I think it's called. I'm interested to find out that more about that. Is that like animanium or uh, vibranium of Star Wars? Don't really know. Um, maybe you guys on listening to this can chime in on Facebook or something and let me know. But I find that really cool. You find out that. There's this awesome armor who can turn that into a to different armor form. He gets a pauldron and a leftover access can go to the foundlings, which I guess is Star Wars for... I don't know if it's Star Wars or if it's Mandalorian for orphans. That's what I got out of it anyway. Um, so he goes to the destination of the planet that he's looking for his bounty. He gets attacked by this creature and he gets saved by... <laughs> Ugnot Nick Nolte, which was pretty hilarious. Uh, I really dug that. Uh, all these little nods to old characters I really liked. And it's from the original trilogy, so I'm obviously in favor of it. Um, his I have spoken line that he says is pretty good. I'm going to start using that now in my everyday life. I have spoken. Um, those little creatures he was riding are a little awkward, but 
I guess it fits in line with Tauntauns and Dubaks and whatever else. It's kind of like a Dubak Tauntaun uh, mashup. That was cool. You have your total Western, the old farm farmhand is helping the the cowboy out and teaching him how to break his pony and break his pony, break his horse. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, and then on this without cold overview, he goes in there, teams up with IG Eleven, and they uh, raid that whole fort. It was a pretty badass scene. Uh, IG-11 fight. Like I mentioned in our group chat, if uh, every droid fought like him in the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars would have been a lot shorter and the uh, Republic wouldn't have won. I don't know how these battle droids couldn't uh, put a little bit of programming and instead of having a million power <laughs> battle droids have maybe like a hundred of these assassin droids and you would have kicked the crap out of the stormtroopers and clone troopers. I'm just saying. Um but little, uh, as I've mentioned before, I'm not a huge fan of the comedy they've been doing in the Disney movies, but I think it was done pretty good in this. His self-destruct lines were pretty hilarious. Um, I don't remember being too, like, with, <laughs> with jokes in this, so I like that. Um, and then the big reveal at the end with, uh, he goes in there and little baby Yoda. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that, to be honest. And I know we don't, know what you know yoda's race has always been a secret so we don't know what it what it is obviously i mean i'm assuming obviously it's not yoda they said it was 50 years old um i don't know my timelines very well it's i mean it's it's possible it's an offspring of yoda i mean we were joking around it's yoda and yaddle's Little uh, love baby, I don't know. I'm sure it's not. It's just nothing, something else from his race. But um be interesting to see um, why he decided to shoot IG-11 there and why, why he's protecting it, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, he got the bounty. It was dead or alive. Uh, prefer it to be alive. You get more money that way. IG-11 sounded like his thing was to terminate it completely. So we don't know who sent IG-11 to get it. So that that's going to be interesting there. Um, but yeah, we got a little baby Yoda, so that'll be interesting. Um, well, that's obviously the summary of it. Uh, some of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, what, what I was going to predict, but also little things. I'm going over my notes here. Um, just little things that brought me into the Star Wars world. And some people say it's fan service, but I enjoyed it. The salacious crumb or the... I forgot the monkey lizard. I forgot the name of his species. One being fried on the pit while the other one's in the cage freaking out because he's next. And that was a cool little touch. The little droid that pops his head out of the wall to talk to him, like the one in front of Jabba's palace. I thought that was a good little touch as well. Um, as I've already mentioned, the Mandalorian lore and his armor. Seeing him hopefully get upgrading his armor as he goes along the way. Hopefully he gets a complete set. That'll be pretty sweet. Um, and they did a couple times show like when IG Eleven shoots him right away. It luckily hit him in that new shoulder piece. Like I guess it is laser proof, bulletproof, whatever. Um, I think a couple times he got hit in this <laughs> in this episode, and it was always right in that shoulder. So I think they're showing that this stuff's pretty good. So he just has to get it overall his body um 
it was cool. I, I also the the nasty looking stormtroopers I have as a nice plus. I liked it, especially in Rogue One too, when they had like the burned out stormtroopers. I liked that touch. Um, another, I don't know if it was a negative or not, but the length of the episode was something that was interesting to me. I was expecting a full on hour. I think it was around thirty seven minutes. Okay, like if it needs to be as long as it needs to be, that's great. I hope. Well, later on, some will be an hour, maybe even over an hour. Like just. Don't pat it out just to pat it out, but also I'm hoping we get longer episodes because this was good. I wanted more, so we'll see on that. I was a little, little disappointed, but um, and that's pretty much it. I really enjoyed it. Um, and so for my predictions, so at the end of the episode, right, he shoots IG-11 and he had, now he has a baby Yoda. So what's going on? A, they made a big deal about the guild stuff. So I'm thinking he's in trouble now that he killed another guild member. It's got to be against the code. I'm like thinking John Wick stuff, like John Wick 2. I haven't seen John Wick 3 yet, but I know, you know, you're all part of the guild. Everything's cool when you're inside the, the thing, when you're outside, blah, blah, blah. I have a feeling by him killing IG-11, he's put, him, he's put a target on his back. And maybe uh, Carl Weathers is character is going to be after him now and you're going to see other people going after him ig11 is probably not gone either a there's going to be another version of him or b he's not really dead he's a droid so they he can be repaired so i wouldn't be surprised if we see that again um i don't think he's going to turn baby yoda in maybe he will like i mean that's going to be his decision right like that armor that metal, that Beskar, I think I'm saying that right, is very important to him and his people. And that, uh, and that the guy was saying that I have tons of it for you if you do this for me. So he has to make that decision. So I think that's a cool little setup. We'll see what he does there. I don't think he'll turn in Baby Yoda for that. For some reason, he had a connection. I don't know. Um, my <laughs> my brother was thinking that that Baby Yoda's doing mind tricks on him and he made him shoot ig11 i don't think that's the case um but maybe i mean i don't know that's a, that's the cool part about this we'll find out um i think that's it like i didn't i've seen the trailers but i only watched them once and i don't really have remember them so i'm sure i can go back and start putting some things together but i really don't want to do that um just really looking forward to this show now I, i'm I've, i'm hooked on the character I'm hooked on the atmosphere. Um, nothing. His ship, I believe, is a prequel ship, like the one that Anakin and as because I just watched Attack of the Clones. I think that's the same exact ship that Anakin and Padme take to Naboo when he's protecting her. Right, they're supposed to be like refugees or whatever, and I I think that's the same ship. So I like bringing in old Republic's uh, uh, prequel stuff into it i think that's a nice little touch because as much as i don't like the prequels i do like the whole canon of the prequels. so keeping that all flowing we can't do as much as i don't like them they do exist so keeping that into the series is a nice touch um i don't think we'll see him take his helmet off this season at least not until the end if, if at all i kind of think that's it not that long of an episode but just just my thoughts I want to talk about it, and maybe I'll do this per episode, maybe not, but um, something I want to get off my chest. So um, let me know what you guys think, and um, 
yeah, what you guys think about predictions are stupid. If I missed anything obvious, let me know. Uh, go on our Facebook page, Twitter page, any of those um, avenues, Instagram. Just let us know what you think because I, I love, love talking to you guys about this. And I know, like, you know, me, Alex, Scott, and my brother have already been talking about it for a while, too. But it'll be a nice little discussion to have as this series goes on. We really haven't had this with Star Wars, like being able to. All right, here's an episode. Next week, we can talk about more. Next week, we can talk about more. So, really looking forward to the next episode. As I'm recording this now, which is Thursday night, approaching midnight, I don't know when new episodes are going to drop because I believe we're supposed to have an episode on Friday night or Fridays. But I don't know if that's Friday afternoon, if it's Friday where the clock turns midnight, anything like that. So, um, I may be able to go watch another episode in an hour. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah. That's it. Um, Thanks for listening, everybody. May the force be with you. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.